This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm privileged today to get to visit with Gene Ann. Gene Ann is the Chief Strategy Officer at New Vance Health. We're to talk about New Vance Health. She, she had previously spent almost eight years as Senior Vice President and Chief Strategy Officer at Bay State Health. Gene, can you take a moment and tell us a bit about yourself, introduce yourself, and talk about New Vance Health and, and, and a little bit about that system? Sure. Happy to do that, and uh, just it, uh, we provide a little bit of introduction in the March podcast, but happy to do it again. Uh, so, Gene on from uh, New Vance Health, Chief Strategy Officer, and I have spent um, a good twenty plus years in healthcare at this point, starting off at Yale New Haven back in uh, two thousand as the administrative fellow, uh, working my way up there before I left to go to Bay State Health. So, went from a large academic Medical Center in Connecticut, um, then to another academic center that was very much uh, progressive in terms of value-based care in Western Massachusetts, and now here at New Vance Health, which is a health system uh, that was newly formed by the coming together of Western Connecticut Health Network in Connecticut and Legacy HealthQuest in the state of New York, so now a multi-state health system. that was formed, it covers uh, a large geography. Uh, folks may recognize Danbury, uh, New Milford, Sharon, and Norwalk Hospitals in Connecticut, as well as Vassar Brothers Medical Center, Putnam Hospital, and Duchess Hospital in uh, New York. So those are the, the, the large geography that we cover. And, and so great areas, great hospitals that make up the system. When you look at sort of chief strategy officer, and this is a question I, I, I love to ask people, what does the system have to be great at today, five, 10 years from now? What do you have to be great at to be just a critical part of the healthcare ecosystem and take care of patients? What does New Vance have to be great at? You know, there's a whole laundry list, of course, that I could probably list and probably not too different from health systems. But at the end of the day, we're going to have to be really, really great in a disciplined and accountable way related to being human-centered. And so all roads really lead to that human-centered uh, nature. And so if you think about it, um, so what, what is it that we're doing? We're de- delivering health care. And so what's that value proposition? We're talking about value propositions for all of our key stakeholders. So what's the patient value proposition that have, has them come to us in a way where we are just essential to their well-being? And so, again, we'll, we'll talk about competition in, in a little bit, but health systems are unique in that it can provide that comprehensive health care in a way that these niche disruptors cannot provide. And so in terms of that value proposition, how, how do we provide that in such a way that, again, Patients and their families are going to come to us not for just this episode, but for all their health care needs now and moving forward in a way that, that again, is high value, high quality, affordable cost. Uh, the, the reason why the value proposition is important and human-centered design is important is we need to make sure that we are focused on who the end user is and we're meeting their needs in such a way that it really addresses comprehensively, fully, all of the, those those major components. Um, you know, again, we talked about the need to be uh, have value propositions for key stakeholders. The other thing, again, from a human-centered perspective, is that we've got to have value propositions for talent. 
So that talent value proposition at the end of the day, how, how do we create that in such a way that, again, uh, it's excellent. We provide that value proposition in a way that's compelling for our employees as well as for others such as um, board members and leaders as well. And so how, how that may break down is it's always a two-way in terms of these value propositions. You want to provide a proposition that's compelling but you also want to bring in individuals who are going to help the organization move forward. And so if you take a look at whether it's the employee, are they system stewards? Have we screened to understand that they have those competencies and capabilities, that they're going to provide value and reflect our values at the end of the day? Similarly, our board members, are we bringing in individuals and screening them because they, again, will be system stewards, help us advance the system, in terms of our thinking and being very astute strategic components of our, our health system versus just representational um, uh, board members. And then lastly, in terms of leaders as well, that, that, that key value proposition, two ways again, are they helping us again be system stewards in a way that they are also chief value officers for their respective areas versus um, you know, leaders who are just advocating in a, in a niche fashion? So I think, you know, again, all, all roads tying to that really key component of being very human-centered and being really outstanding at that in a way that we're attracting the talent that we need to provide services and then attracting uh, patients and engaging them for the long term. And, and, and Jean, take a moment and, and sort of this patient-centric, being so close to patients really feeling like, and, and also having this value proposition for your team, your board members, your patients, for everybody, take a moment on, you'd mentioned it for a moment, but how is competition and strategy evolving in what you do and what the health system does? What are you seeing there? You know, so on the earlier March podcast, we did talk about the uh, evolution of a lot of these non-traditional competitors and disruptors, and particularly the digital disruptors are are the ones that are kind of core and center. Um, You know, this is now our new normal. It's going to be the consistent normal. And so the evolution really is about, um, as we think about this landscape, who is truly those individuals and those organizations and those entities that are creating valuable wheat, if you're you're looking at it in an analogy, wheat versus chaff versus the disposable chaff. And I think the evolution is the identification of those truly valuable uh, disruptors that are emerging, but that in partnership with entities to bring things to scale. And so, you know, a couple of examples here to just drive home the point is that um, we see potentially uh, a lot of disruptors coming up through the digital ranks. Uh, but in terms of teletherapy, as an example, there, there's a teletherapy uh, provider, a disruptor, uh, Ginger. Um, you know, they've now partnered with Cigna, where Cigna is going to be offering at scale to all 14 million of its members this teletherapy disruptive service. So you can see that partnership, that coming together, potentially has significant impact in a positive way that moves the needle for populations of health. Um, again, you know, Ginger... Take one moment, Jean. Go ahead. Take one moment on the company Ginger, because it, mm-hmm. it, it, I was not that familiar. I did a little bit of reading about them and part of some other discussion. But talk about what Ginger is, because there's so many of these things evolving, like Ginger, that are just... It's, it's almost... Um, impossible somebody following the ecosystem to filter through all of them 
but ginger's risen to some prominence. Talk about what ginger is for people to, just so people sort of understand some of these new players in the ecosystem. Sure. So it, uh, ginger is a disruptor that is providing um, teletherapy services, so behavioral health services uh, for populations through digital means. And you can imagine during COVID-19, um, you know, there's article after article that speaks to just the rise of both anxiety and uh, mental health issues among all all. Um, segments of the population, whether it's adolescents, children, adults. And so you can see that, again, in an environment where folks are scared to come into uh, any type of facility, that telemedicine and telehealth provides a mechanism where if you can get access to effective services, that is one of the most optimal channels. And so they were able to demonstrate, and um, articles have now shown that 60% of their patients are eight, were, have been found to reduce their anxiety by use of those services. So you take a proven um, disruptor with an effective service, you partner it up with a large healthcare payer, and now at scale, you're able to provide uh, very effective services. But again, it's that uh, identification of those proven uh, disruptors that are the wheat versus a lot of the chaff, because we're, we're seeing lots of lots of digital players in the market, but who are the ones that are really providing effective um, services in a way that they can partner with uh, providers to provide that at scale? And, and take a moment again on how the hospital system remains the wheat and not the chaff in this evolving system. How do they make themselves so valuable and so close, but not good overwrought being an asset heavy or labor intensive model? Because it, it, hospitals by nature are somewhat asset heavy. They're somewhat labor-intensive, and it's hard to be around that, but how do they, they sort of thread this ne needle of saying the wheat is so important without getting overwrought with all the costs it takes to run a great health system? Right, and so, so health systems, again, at the end of the day, to be market essential, to be high value and key for their communities, we're going to need to do a better job of finding that right balance because we are going to need to be leaner, more agile, but at the end of the day, that true value lies also in that comprehensive continuum of, of care that is able to be offered in a way that, you know, the niche providers that are out there, many of them who have yet to prove a value, are providing it very much in niches and silos. And so to the degree that um, health systems are able to, in a, in a higher value way, provide services, again, uh, integrated in a very comprehensive continuum of care services, that's the value that uh, the niche providers just in the long term cannot cannot provide. Well, and that's right. And that's part of the great strength here is the ability of hospitals to do so many things that nobody else can do. And to, as you use the term market essential, but ultimately be essential, and then hoping that health systems get paid for having that breadth of services that no one else can take care of and, and, and so important. Gene, talk about the um, chief strategy officer of an emerging health system. I mean, what a fascinating role. What are you most focused in, in so many questions that come out of that, but, but what are you most focused on and excited about this year? Where are you most focused this year? Um, you know, one of, one of the things that COVID-19 has brought to our attention, you know, there, there are many things that I think as a strategist, um, you know, we've been talking about for a long time, and I think I mentioned it on the earlier podcast about the fact that 
you know, we, we've been talking for many years about things such as whether it's telehealth or the reduction in ED uh, visits because, um, you know, upwards of 30% of those visits have been ambulatory sensitive conditions uh, pre, pre-pandemic and then um, other pieces such as value-based care. Ironically, what COVID-19 has done is emphasized all the things that strategists have talked about for the last decade related to things like those three elements in a way that cements the reason for why you need to have telehealth, you need to have high-value care, you need to uh, be able to to provide it in, again, a very high-value format. The thing also that it's driven home to the majority of people, I think, uh, now is also the emergence of the fact of just the sheer uh, health and equity and uh, need for diversity and inclusion. I think uh, we've seen with COVID-19 just the, the ramifications of what that has unveiled. And so I think for this year, um, what I'm most excited to see is that we at New Vance Health have made uh, tremendous inroads in terms of bringing our organization along related to health equity, diversity, and inclusion in a way that's going to serve us well from a population health perspective, a high-value care perspective, and really doing the right thing for folks in terms of mission, vision, and values. And, and, and let me ask you this question. As you work as chief strategy officer in a combined system, how much time is spent getting everybody in alignment on what strategy looks like and talking about how much time is spent on that versus developing the strategy and so forth? Are they all sort of tied together? Because alignment, strategy on alignment wouldn't be very effective. What's that working like in a you know, merge system trying to develop strategy? Right. You know, and I think that's something that uh, is a great question because that balance is never perfect, right? Because we do spend so much time in terms of drafting and uh, creating that strategy. Um, and we do need to have uh, more emphasis placed on making sure that we're push, pushing and promoting and making um, the entire organization aware of the strategy just because everybody needs to have line of sight and understand it to help push and promote and execute on it. And so it's, it's an ongoing um, challenge, but something that we are uh, looking forward to making sure that we, again, are moving in the right direction by communicating more and, and doing it doing it in different ways. Yes. Jean, thank you so much. What a remarkable role in such a, such a great area of the country that you're in there and that, that border of Connecticut and New York and so forth. So, so interesting, such a great area. Thank you for taking the time to visit with us again on the Becker Healthcare podcast. It, it, it's great to hear your thoughts and, and to see how this world is evolving. Thank you very much. Thank you.